we recording? We, we are recording. <laughs> We're on. We're on. Ikoi's looking terrified slash excited. No, I'm so excited. Excited <laughs> to be here. My first podcast. Um, Welcome. Let me just have a quick listen. Hey, hey, Jack. Yeah, so the tra- one of the traditions, Ikoi, is that you have to... Um, we just have to do a mic test to make sure that everyone sounds good. So just, oh. you can say whatever you like in this part. You can say anything. Um, I just need to hear your voice to make, to, to make sure to make sure that I can hear your voice. <laughs> That's so romantic. I want to hear your voice. Okay. Hello. I mean, it's that's a dating podcast. I mean, so. you, two are, you two are partners, so I'd like to state on the record that it wasn't meant in a romantic way. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I see. Um, it was just, this is just um, the mic test. Tell you what we do have. We have a little bit of wind, but the, uh, the wind sock seems to be doing its job at the moment. Nice. Oh. Which is good. Equa, yeah, Hello. 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 Uh, and there's a plane going overhead. Um, there's a little bit of wind, so it's all happening. We've we've gone outdoors. It's going to be a spicy one. <laughs> all right. Well, the mic is running. Uh, the birds are tweeting. Uh, this is Barry Bullock Hour 59. 59. And we are 59. We are one away from the 60. A uh, not a, not a notable landmark in terms of the birthdays. No. Although 60th birthday is like okay. We're getting close to the retirement age, but we've still got five years of slog left. <laughs> We're we, out of gas. We, we blaze through the middle age very quickly. Um, that that sort of um, that metaphor or analogy won't work once we get into the hundreds. No. But, um, um, episode 60, as you can probably oh. hear, we are outdoors. You can hear a plane, I think, and there's birds tweeting. Um, it's a beautiful spring day here in Melbourne. We are, mm. uh, we are recording in the back end of September here. And we're sitting in Yarra Park outside the MCG. Beautiful spring day, barely a cloud in the sky. It's uh, sort of 19, 20 degrees, sunny. It's not too it. hot. It's beautiful. And it's, yeah. um, it's, it's reminding me a little bit of, of lockdown um, when everyone went on picnics. It was one of the few things you could do in lockdown was go on picnics. Yeah. And, and you look around and there's really not that many people picnicking now. Like it's gone out of vogue incredibly quickly. Exactly. We're sick of it. We're sick of the outside. Well, we went, we, we wasted so many months on Zoom. We That's should have right. been meeting in parks. <laughs> I guess we didn't have a 5K over. Oh, I mean, we did have a 5K overlap, but we should have been we doing this the We did have a 5K time. overlap um, for our lockdown podcast, but it was just easier, I think, to do mm. it, you know, re- recording it mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, the other... Look, lockdowns, we don't want to go back to those days. Those are some, ah. some crazy days. But there were some nice things about it. I think going out to the park and, and the other thing was that everyone was always available. Everyone was always available to do podcasts. What are you looking at there? Eric's pointing. Eric's pointing, <laughs> which is always good. Oh, we're are we on a swoop song? Swoop count. Everybody take a drink. We saw a guy get oh, swooped. Oh, okay. As we watch, we're, as we're sitting in Yarra Park. This is a hot zone. I've this seen this in previous years for magpies, okay. and a guy on an e-scooter just went by and got dive-bombed about three times, so I'm taking three drinks. Okay. It seems, Eric, that you don't really need necessarily encouragement to have a drink. Mm. Like that's your second beer. Admittedly, we threw the uh, we threw the American football yeah, uh, we've beforehand. Been, okay. We've been walking around for hours, and I'm so only you, on my second beer. So you're inventing you a, So you're saying if we see magpies swooping... Well, here comes a guy on a bicycle. Now, this is not great content for an audio podcast, but there's a guy on a bike about to go past a tree that has a magpie. Is he going to get swooped? What do you reckon? He's Ooh, thinking about it. Magpie's that, looking. looking. No, that guy. No, he's sharpening his beak on the branch. Yeah, just... magpie swooping season. 
Yeah. I, I got I got swooped for the first time a few years ago, and I have to say it was it was a it was a, an unsettling experience. <laughs> I had never been swooped before. Um, I was out in the Yarra Valley doing a gig at a winery, and um, yeah, the magpie like got some height and then like dove in and then like Jeez. fluttered around my face, wow. and I was so I'd never been at it before, so I didn't really know what was happening. And then of course I knew what magpie swooping was, but it never happened to me, so I wasn't really I was just not expecting it. And then I thought, and but then when he, I, then I looked up and went, like, what the hell was that? Yeah. And then I saw him like go up and get height, and then like dive in again, and it swooped at me three times. And I was Jeez, like, wow. persistent. Very unsettling uh, experience. So, at least that magpie in the tree there—that that's only, uh, yeah, that's only about ten meters off the ground. <laughs> well, well, you don't realize how spooky it is until you, uh, there are trees everywhere, and then everyone becomes a threat. The birds, scary. Somebody should make a movie about that. <laughs> Perhaps you could, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Claim that idea for yourself. I'll call it the birds. Yeah. We've got a young family coming through here, and that kid is looking juicy. He's that, looking like a threat. He's gonna get got. Yeah, that's quite a that's quite a big kid. Like, in, I don't know how old that kid is. Maybe, maybe four or five. But what what I you'll reckon. notice there. Um, the listeners obviously will have to rely on our description here, but the the way that the dad is holding the kid is that the kid's head is the highest point of that trio. <laughs> you've got a, a you've got a dad who's quite a good height, and you've got the, the the mother, wife or partner. She's a lot shorter, so the highest point of peckability yeah. for the magpie is actually the child. <laughs> Five year old kid's head. Yeah. That's a... So that kid is potentially about to be scarred for life. <laughs> Although we notice now. Um, that there's, they've made a fairly safe passage mm. through what we can, what we consider at this point to be the uh, the magpie danger zone yeah. here at um, here at, just outside the MCG. Speaking really? of uh, speaking of the magpie danger zone, <laughs> uh, Eric, a pretty hot finish to the AFL season. Oh, do you want to do you want to? Um, is that a sore super topic? Super hot finish. Well, you live by the one point win, you die by the one point loss. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's. Um, very fine margins. Yeah. That the uh, the Collingwood AFL Magpies uh, sort of tightrope to cross there. Quite a but a good season. A good. Uh, if it uh, might be the most exciting season of uh, footy that I've seen in my six or seven years up here. Some and if we got very one good matches. that was uh, half as exciting next year, I would be very pleased. And I guess I'm glad I saw. I'd rather see the Swans get pants on TV than <laughs> than the Pies because I think the Cats were Cats were set running away with it and. It was just, who was the patsy they were going to spank? So, save my boy the embarrassment. Mason dried his tears, and he could enjoy the game <laughs> at home on the couch. And, uh, yeah. How did you find it? You actually watched it. I was overseas. You watched it. Do you have a party? I, I was um, I was in working? Wollongong oh, watching you're up the, there for the... Uh, the World Championship Cycling. Gotcha. So, I did watch it. I had to um, I had to shun the majority of the women's road race, which I felt very guilty mm. about, of course. Um, but it's the AFL Grand Final. you got to watch it. And then, you know, they decided to run the race during that time, so not a lot you could do. Yeah, um, I watched it at a hostel that. in Wollongong. It was, uh, yeah, obviously we've got uh, the big dog who's not here and Callum who's also not here. Both big Cats fans. Both went to the game. And Ooh, obviously I... Uh, went to the game? Yeah, they went to the game. They were in the oh, grand wow. final. Yeah, yeah. How did that happen? Wow. Well, this you'll enjoy this. Um, so, we, I, I, uh, ironic as we are sitting outside uh, the MCG... <laughs> literally within uh, eyeline of the MCG members. Um, but oh. Callum, Callum um, basically wormed his way into a loophole. If you, like, if you, It's quite hard to get a membership to the yeah, MCC. Yeah. He has a long waiting list. 
and there's people that have been members for a long time. And so they've got this... Th- <laughs> Callum got this thing called a ladies' pass. <laughs> we were talking earlier about how I'm wearing women's Nike sneakers. Exactly. Just for the fit. Um, so what a ladies' pass is, as far as, my, as, far as I understand... Is, is back before women could actually be official members oh. of the MCC, back when it was a men's only thing. And I don't know how long ago that was. I'm not sure of the time frames involved. But if you wanted to bring your spouse or significant other or really any type of woman, um, you could get him a ladies pass. So that's a specific type of guest pass. Interesting. And I think the thing is like with the MCC is because it's such an old institution is that they can't if they make changes to memberships i believe they they only apply to like new members ah. because they don't really want to be seen to be taking things away from the existing members right um so my understanding is they discontinued these passes like 30 years ago but if you had a membership that entitles you to a ladies pass wow. you can just give it to someone lady or otherwise that was a swoop what was it was it mm. Okay, one of the miners swooped this old uh, gray-haired guy walking his two teeny little dogs. So. Yeah, and that guy doesn't seem bothered at all. <laughs> no. Do you sure? Did he get like... Because when, when I got swooped out in the Yarra Valley, the, the one and only time I've been genuinely swooped, it was the dive and then the fluttering next to the, the ears. Fly, 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 yeah. Like, that was what frightened me, because suddenly there's this fluttering in your ear. So I was like on alert when they came in for the second and third swoop. That old dude didn't even seem bothered. He bit you? Did it actually bite you? Or, no, or no, but I think they try. Ah. I sort of like tucked tucked and cowered. But they're like, flap, 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 and you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Who knows if that guy even realised. He's just trucking along. I don't think he did. They obviously didn't swoop close enough. When I got swooped, I fucking knew about it. Yeah, yeah. That old dude with his two tiny dogs. I mean, when you got dogs that tiny, mate, just get two cats. They'll look <laughs> He's oblivious. What are you doing getting dogs that small? Um, that dude was oblivious. Interesting to know what the magpies consider a threat. It's hard this to feel, say. It feels like we've started a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a commentating sport here. Because um, now we've got a dude uh, walking his kid in a pram. Both got caps on. Good, good magpie protection Smart. for caps. Um, so the magpies don't like movement. That's why they go yeah, after bikes. Cyclists, they, they, they find scooters. the movement is threatening. Um, so that guy might be well advised to just slow it down there, pal. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the power stride on that maybe he just needs to tone the pace down. And I know he's not going to the train station to catch a train because there's no fucking trains <laughs> on the on the uh, on the line despite the fact that there's a major event here tomorrow, which I find idiotic. And I can't complain to Metro Trains on Twitter because I'm blocked because yeah. of the last time <laughs> I complained about the trains. So Metro Trains have blocked me. Um, so I can't complain to them that they've shut down uh, Jollymont Station and the respective train lines that go through it, despite the fact tomorrow that there'll be thousands of people yeah. here for a major running event, yeah. um, which I find uh, quite... F- Quite frankly, outrageous. And you know what? I'm picking a bone. There we go. There's a Improvised bone. bone. i got a bone to pick with Metro Trains for shutting down the Mernda and the Hurstbridge line and thus by proxy Jollymont Station uh, on the weekend of a major event here at the MCG. That's idiotic. The two of you are just transfixed by watching these magpies. <laughs> well, Not uncommon at the MCG. It's re- you're literally... Ikaway, you're literally pivoting around to watch people get swooped by magpies. 
Could you tell us how you uh, generally feel about birds? I hate birds. You hate birds? <laughs> I'm really scared of birds. Like today also, like the entrance. Um, oh. so like we... <laughs> the entrance to the apartment building. Your yes. apartment building. Yeah. One of the birds was there and I didn't see it and it just flew away and it was just surprised I me and I'm so scared. Was it a turkey? What sort of bird are we talking well, about? Well, a wild turkey? If you saw the reaction, you'd think it was a turkey. <laughs> I reckon it was a... The hand gesture there indicates it was something more like a, a, like a small sparrow. <laughs> it might have been yes. a wren. Yeah. Not even a regular sized sparrow, but a small sparrow. My are guess would be... There? My guess would be pigeon. Well, there's uh, a there's a there is a magpie about twenty meters on the ground, so not not good swooping uh, position. No. But if it starts to come this way, Akwe, what's the plan? Are we, are we going to run? Or are you going to stare it down? Maybe I just threw the ball first. Are you going to throw the American <laughs> yeah. football at the magpie? Yeah. Smart. Well, that will probably enrage the magpie. Yeah. <laughs> My understanding is that magpies remember faces. So oh, like, no! You know, because they're protecting... The swooping is they're protecting their nest from oh. marauders. <laughs> I don't really know how many humans like to climb trees and get stuck into some magpie eggs, but that seems to be the, the thing, is that when they're swooping is they're protecting the nest. Um, the nests typically are in the trees, yeah. so I don't know why they're bothering to swoop humans, but that's just the way it goes. <laughs> Um, there's a magpie in near my house that I'm on quite good terms with. I always feed oh. it grain waves. Oh, who doesn't love a grain wave? Yeah. I mean, grain waves, I mean, they're, they're the ultimate chip, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, every time I go and have a little sit down on the park bench, that magpie comes out. He, he knows. Wow. He knows. He knows that it's time for a, a cheeky, sour, cream and chive grain wave. You treat them right, and they remember yeah. you. Him or her, hard to tell with birds. Well, hard true. to tell. <laughs> This bird is looking right at us now. So. That's so scary. <laughs> so you want to be an individualist out here. But I want to go to the hair salon next week. Oh, and change your change hair so they don't recognize you. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I think that's a good strategy. Midway through swooping season, get a, get a haircut. Yeah, 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 dye your hair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then you get a clean slate. What are you going to go for, Rikwe? Are you going to go for a sort of blonde mohawk? Yeah, what do you I think? don't know. Bright ash, blonde. ash or purple or red. What was the first one? Ash. ash. What's that, like a sort of grey? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. okay, purple. I like and it. Are you going to shave it off? How much are you going <laughs> to... No, I'm not shaving. Like this. You're going to leave it like yeah. that? Oh, yeah, it's just the like colour, not the change. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the bird might see through that. If you're not going to change the length... <laughs> the bird might be like, hey, there's that Ikuei. She's changed the color. Really? The haircuts. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm saying. Yeah. See how smart, smart they are. They're smart birds. They're Aww, smart birds. Maybe. I can. They can smell? They can smell. Maybe. I mean, birds, probably, yeah. Oh, okay. Have then you been I'm... swooped by a magpie, or is this just no, general no. magpie protection? <laughs> This is planning heard. ahead. Yeah, this yeah. is forethought. We've got a, got a family of three wandering up here. Looks to be, um, I mean, they could even be grandparents. It's hard to tell. I don't want to cast aspersions on people's <laughs> age. Yeah, but we've got a couple walking along with a small child. Walking at a good pace. Yeah. I feel like that's a sensible pace. Um, there's no magpies in the vicinity, so I think they're going to be, uh, they're going to be swoop safe. Um, that's my proclamation at this, at this point. There's a dude ahead of them on a neuron scooter, though, so, you know. <laughs> I was a, There's a chance that if the, if, if the magpies swoop the guy on the scooter, that the family, who are now crossing, they're all in the same area. There could be collateral damage here. 
Um, but they're gone, the neuron scooter's Ooh, off. Off they go. Off, and I think I think they're going to be safe. They're going to be safe in this exact moment. He's so. in. He seems to be in slow mode, and he's got his child on the front in front of him that I think is slowing it down, and they're going uphill, and that oh, might all be their saving there's grace. There's a kid on that scooter. There is there? a kid on that scooter because they're, oh, yeah, okay. they're barely beyond a brisk walk, and I think that is what saved them. Yeah, those scooters, they, they don't go that quick, especially no. up the gentle inclines of, of Yarra Park here. <laughs> Exactly. How do you feel about the electric scooters? Are you are they love are it. they you love it? I, love I like it. it. How do you how do you find them in your neighborhood? Well, we actually covered this, Eric, in a previous podcast. Uh -oh. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I can't remember if you were there or not. I, I, um, I'm indifferent to them. I tried them in Adelaide and I had a good time on them. Mm. My my thing was I didn't think they'd work in Melbourne because I thought Melbourne yeah. would be they would just clutter up the streets too much. And mm. I have found that to be I feel like there's a lot of scooters and bikes in Melbourne now. Mm. And some of them are just kind of in the way, but you know, I don't know. All the things that I said in the previous thing about previous episode about you know Munters getting drunk and hiring them and falling over and cracking their skulls open that just seems <laughs> to be a risk that everyone's happy to take. And, yeah, you know. The only, my, the only real issue is when they get in my way. That's it. And I'm walking. Mm. Like there was one on the street that was parked. It was parked diagonally on the footpath yeah. to block the entire footpath. Yeah. And so that's the only time I've really been <laughs> tempted to pick one up and throw it. <laughs> of course, Melbourne was famous for the O-bikes, oh, the Singaporean silver and yellow bikes, which were kind of the first non-fixed point hireable option. Yeah. You, were you here, Eric, uh, for the blue bikes? Did you remember seeing the blue bikes? Just, yeah. just in the, the last bikes. year. Yeah, I think the last year of their existence yeah. we were both mm. here. I loved the blue bike. I had yeah. a subscription mm. to the blue bikes for a while before I bought my actual bike. Um, and what was good about the blue bike is they went back to a fixed point. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then some clever clogs went, hey, what if we put GPS in the bikes? You can leave the bike anywhere. And as it turns out, in Melbourne, anywhere included the bottom of the Yarra. <laughs> river. Um, because Top people, of the trees. Because people would get drunk and throw them in the river. And they would also just throw yeah. them in the river when they were sober. Because yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of people we have here. Um, and they kind of work out Frustrating bikes. So I, we're still sticking to that. And I can only assume that there's a, there's a cost analysis here. They've worked out how many bikes or scooters Melburnians will throw <laughs> in the Yarra to still make it worth their while. Oh, I was thinking about Halloween beers. Yeah, it's it's the first day of spooky season, October first here, and uh, is it October? I said earlier is. in the podcast that it was late September. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I didn't <laughs> want to. I didn't want to make a fight of it. Uh, I stand but, by it. <laughs> late September is early October. <laughs> but uh, it's coming up, and it's something that always came up in America. You'd have uh, Halloween themed beers, and some of them were just plays on words the name of the beer yeah but there was always a little push of like pumpkiny beers which were to me always not very good yeah and pumpkin spice which i don't mind but the pumpkin beers always kind of put me off and... okay so let's just can i if you don't mind mm. me interrupting when you say a pumpkin beer mm. so we're talking about pumpkin pie right we're talking about pumpkin pie <laughs> and then we're talking about like so when people talk about pumpkin flavored stuff, they're talking yeah. about the spices that make them. They're not actually talking about like pumpkin, like pumpkin flavored beer. Like beer that tastes like pumpkin would be disgusting. <laughs> You're well, talking about like the cinnamon and the spices and the, you're not talking about actual pumpkin no, beer. I think it, I, when people say pumpkin latte, yeah. they're not talking about like a, a, a scoop of 
fucking pumpkin puree. No. You're talking about like the cinnamon in this shit, right? Yeah. Eric, tell me you're talking about the spice. Well, mix. in my head, thinking back to Minnesota, I was thinking of like pumpkin-y squash-flavored beers. Oh, but I've just now pulled up Dan Murphy's, and the one pumpkin that I find on their site does say real pumpkin, cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, which is a Ooh. classic pumpkin pie flavoring. Right. Um, but it's that pumpkin was in the, uh, the ingredient there. Yeah, that's true. Well, here's a list for you, and I'll give you a, we'll do a quick thumbs up, thumbs down from these. Uh, this is the best pumpkin beers you can buy in Australia right now. I'll read off the description. You tell me if you like them or not. Okay. Uh, bu- 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 pumpkin cinnamon nutmeg. Oh, this is the one we just talked about. Do you like that one? Pumpkin cinnamon ginger, uh, nutmeg ginger. Would I don't want to be a stickler for details, but pumpkin, pumpkin the vegetable. Pumpkin the That's vegetable. one of the ingredients. That's a real pumpkin. Oh, I'm, yep. I'm just not convinced by it, but I'll try it. Yeah, try I'd it. like to try it. I'll try it. I'll try it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next one. This is from Pirate Life. This is the pumpkin spice latte ale. You'll find uh, it has premium malts, roast pumpkin for that deep, rich flavor. Actual ginger. pumpkin. Yeah, ginger, <laughs> I just chili. can't get my head around it. I just, I just can't. So that's a that's a that's a question mark from you. No, I was too busy yelling. What were the actual? Because I see <laughs> is that chili. Do I see chili on there? Premium malts, yep. roast pumpkin, oh, uh, ginger, and chili. Yeah, I mean, I would try that. I'm just, I mean, they put oysters in beer, and that sounds like the most disgusting thing on earth. So I guess I'll try. <laughs> I will try a beer that has pumpkin in it. But I just think the idea of real pumpkin in a beer is is just outrageous. I don't like that one because they call it a pumpkin spice latte, and there's yeah, no coffee like element to it. it. Yeah, where's yeah. you get that latte? There's no creaminess. There's no. Well, what's latte that? Well, well, hang on, Eric. What is oh. a? This I feel like the pumpkin spice latte. That's a real Starbucks American thing. Does it? Yeah. Does a pumpkin yeah. spice latte in America have coffee in it? Is it a coffee drink? It does. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It, it has does. a base it of coffee. coffee. Okay. Yep. yep. That's a fair point then. <laughs> Let's see. The next one up is the uh, Jolly Pumpkin Ale Absurd Rye Triple. Well, uh, I like I like <laughs> the use of the word absurd. Interesting. All right, where, where do we go here? This medium-bodied copper ale hits with a hint of spice and is barrel-aged in fresh California Chardonnay barrels. Ooh. Think hints of pear meets a light buttery tinge that you get from pumpkin. I mean, there's a lot of words in there. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Aged in Chard- California Chardonnay, Chardonnay barrels. barrels. Yep. There's a, a critique of, of craft beer that, that is, it can be considered fair or otherwise, is that people are just fucking making it up as they go along, and just any wacky combination will do. Yeah. And when you're putting a pumpkin beer in a Californian Chardonnay cask, I don't know, is there science behind that, or are you just like throwing darts at a board here? <laughs> yeah, it does feel a little bit like a mad lab. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, blank aged in blank barrels for a, a blank finish. Yeah, it's like yeah, let's let's whack some pumpkin in there and some cinnamon, and then like we could age it. Oh yeah, we could it. We could age it. <laughs> age it. Yeah. How long? I don't Throw know. A year. <laughs> well, so what's what's well, let's let's call Gary the Barrel Guy and yeah. find out. <laughs> Gary, we're looking for some barrels. It's <laughs> like oh, well, well, I've only got some Californian Chardonnay. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect, mate. We're not bothered. We're not bothered. Shouldn't it be in a bourbon barrel? It doesn't fucking matter. They'll buy it. Just get it in the barrel. You know, it's going to taste. Uh, you know, we could taste it for a year and go. Oh, it tastes all right. All right what I'll do. Up. 
is I'll keep my eyes out for this. And I will say that was a list of five or six, and I've skipped the last ones just because it does seem to be a really narrow band of flavors. Like, there's only so much you can do with pumpkins, and uh, everybody seems to be doing the same thing mm. with minor Chardonnay barrel variations. So, well, I've, I've had pumpkin pie one time. Did you like it? I did enjoy it. Nice. That's that. I will admit that I enjoyed it. Mm. You know, if you ignore the fact that it's a fucking pumpkin. <laughs> right. I enjoyed, I believe it was a Costco pumpkin pie. And they I cannot remember the work. occasion, um, but someone had a Costco it's pumpkin an pie, pie. And it was tasty. Uh, but I wouldn't know what any of the um, American pumpkin pie or pumpkin spiced drinks. Like, I wouldn't know what a mm. Starbucks pumpkin spice latte tastes like to then know what the beer equivalent tastes like yeah so i would be tasting it kind of blind just like is this tasty or not whereas i don't have the palate for the pumpkin drinks you know i'd I'd need to know what a pumpkin (laughs) latte tastes like before i know what a pumpkin beer Mm. a pumpkin latte beer tastes like you're right doing my head and just saying these words repeatedly and I think you're right. I yeah. need the education there. We I need put, the education. Is, we, is, are there places in Melbourne that will do a pumpkin spice latte? I bet I we could find Starbucks one. Maybe the Starbucks. Yeah, yeah still do it. Starbucks will do yeah, it. Yeah, in Melbourne. Oh, still. I mean, do I want to be? Do I want to go to Starbucks? Is that something I want to <laughs> yeah, do? Yeah. Just for the cultural experience, yeah, we should. Yeah. We should give it a try. Seasonable. I will. I think we should go out and do that, and we'll report back, and I'll try to find uh, one of these beers. But really, yeah, it is just autumnal flavors of cinnamon and nutmeg and kind of those warming spices. And those are good flavors. Those are great flavors for beer. But we put the base of pumpkin in there too, so it must have some kind of mellow creaminess, like you think of a roast roast pumpkin. And to say the American orange pumpkin is different than uh, an Australian squash uh, uh, pumpkin that you guys are familiar with. Well, that's a good point. Are the pumpkins different? I reckon they are. I reckon they are. Because the... jack-o'-lantern pumpkins you carve are different than like the roast pumpkins that you eat are different than the pie pumpkins that you make pumpkin pie out of different than the pumpkins you do uh, pumpkin wrestling with yeah exactly yeah Yeah. different different than the ones that you hollow out and make a boat out of that you smash over someone's (laughs) head that's a different pumpkin (laughs) exactly well maybe maybe we should we should try and pencil that in as a theme for the next podcast we'll try we'll make a pumpkin pie we'll try and get some pumpkin we'll go to starbucks and we'll try a pumpkin spice latte maybe we'll try and get some of these pumpkin beers and see what we're dealing with here I don't know if I've mentioned, just because I'm never going to have another chance to bring this up on the podcast. I don't know if I... Eric, you're on the podcast every month. What would you say? Oh, well, but this is... We're on deep into pumpkins here, so... Oh, okay. I am am keen to bring this up. Hashtag pumpkin chat is continuing. Pumpkin chat is... (laughs) Here I was thinking that it was over. Um, you're wanna... scrolling through messages, which would suggest that you've, you've been having <laughs> pumpkin-related conversations oh, with other people. Oh, oh, baby, have I ever. And this is a yearly thing. The uh, great Minnesota get-together has happened uh, just in the last, uh, I don't know, like four or five weeks. The Minnesota State Fair, okay. which oh, is yeah. not unlike the Melbourne Royal Show. Which, which is currently uh, on. Uh, currently, currently on. People on. have gone, Equally's gone to enjoy. Did nice you? Day out. Yeah. Did you have a good time? Yeah, I had a Seinfeld back. Yeah, it was. Seinfeld show bag. Seinfeld. Love <laughs> <laughs> Seinfeld. Yeah. Tell them, tell them what's in the bag. What's in a Seinfeld it's show bag? Is in the toilet bag? paper? <laughs> yeah. Can't spare a square? Is that what we're yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. I, I, 
I know that Eric, you're, you're you're literally staring right now at a picture of a pumpkin on your phone, but I I need to hear about the Seinfeld yes. show. Bash. Talk him through it, equally. I know, and golf ball. Golf ball. Try to try to guess the reference. Yeah, and the Trump, and then that that the that Trump. 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 The card. Card. Mm, Trump card. card. Donald Trump. <laughs> no, the Trump card. The playing card. Oh, just uh. Oh, play. the game. Top trumps. That's a card. Oh uh, yeah, oh, just a playing card. Yeah, a deck yeah, of playing, playing cards. Card. And it, that the 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 Kramer's picture on the, it. The portrait, the Kramer ah, portrait, portrait is the image on the card. The, the golf um, ball is, of course, um, when he hits the golf ball into the whale. Exactly, yeah, the yeah, marine yeah. biologist episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> a classic scene. What yeah. is that? A Titleist? <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest laughs in the entirety of the show, <laughs> if you uh, watch the special features. What, uh, what was that? The pretzels yeah. keychain. They leaned the... very heavily on. A what? Pretzel keychain? Yeah. These pretzels are making He's me yeah. Yeah. thirsty. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Oh, gosh. What else is it? It is one of my favorite shows. Oh, a little me puzzle. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And uh, the, the, the bento, bento bag. Bento bag. I'm trying to remember. Oh, a little lunch bag, like an insulated lunch lunch okay. pail. Yeah, it was and a good stickies. show bag. I'm kind of staggered that Seinfeld. I mean, it's it's sort of, it's become timeless and ever present. What with the sort of uh, you know, advent of streaming services. Mm-hmm. I am surprised that they would make a show bag. Yeah. Show bag feels like a very specific yeah. usage. <laughs> they would go, oh, let's make some. Well, what a Seinfeld show bag. Oh, yeah, people would go for a Seinfeld show yeah, bag. Yeah, and the but, people you know. like had it. I'm not the first one or well, only one. No. No. I mean, I don't know if I'd be paying for a pretzel keychain and a golf ball, but <laughs> they, it sounds like uh, there's what? some good items there. There's some good yeah. items. Well, it's funny what lives on. Yeah, uh, this toilet one paper. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's oh, yada, 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 yada. yada. <laughs> just a little card holder. Yes. A little like marquee it. there. <laughs> the staying power of some things. Because, yeah. oddly enough, it's I had an iconic a, show. I had a layover in the Seattle airport uh, just in the last week ah, or so. SeaTac. I'm a exactly SeaTac. I've a been big, to that airport. I'm a big fan of Frasier, and I spent hours walking around SeaTac, uh, Seattle Tacoma Airport, thinking that some gift shop would have some kind of Frasier memorabilia, <laughs> and nothing in every terminal. Five hours of looking, my entire layover, I couldn't get a mug. I couldn't get I don't know what kind of merchandise you get from Frasier, but. Um, uh, I was disappointed. So it's good to see Seinfeld hanging on. Yeah. I would argue, um, just getting comfortable here on the ground, uh, where we've chosen to sit for this podcast, <laughs> I would argue that, that Frasier's um, sense of place in Seattle, mm. apart from the iconic view yeah. out the window of yeah. the Space Needle and the Skyline, I would say um, Seattle isn't as much of a character in Frasier as like New York City is in well, almost any sitcom in Seinfeld, New York City. Friends. Friends, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. Um, fr- uh, Cheers, of course, is Boston. Certainly. Mm. There's, you know, that's there's, sort of iconic for Boston. I don't feel like um, Frasier... Frasier's a great show. Mm. It's, it's one of the great all-time comedies. But I'd say Seattle doesn't have that same... I don't know, that same sort of... It's, it's not a character in the show like the other cities are. Mm. I get what you're saying. But I'm sure if you went into downtown Seattle, you'd find something. I don't recall... Surely. I don't know if uh, this is a necessarily a story <laughs> for public consumption. Um, <laughs> but, you know, here it is. Um, 
because we went to Seattle, and I, I went on a date in Seattle. I think I approve this. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it coming. I, uh, we, we went out drinking one night, and I I met a lady. Ooh, I we did. Went out, we went out drinking. Um, oh. And she was kind of like, well, you know, what are you doing tomorrow night? And I was like, oh, we were going to a baseball game. We were going to the Seattle Mariners um, playing, uh, I can't remember who they were playing, but we went to a set, and I was like, but after that, I mean, I'm free to hang out. And so I met up with her, and she's like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, this is really lame, but I'd, I'd like to see, like, is, is that view in Frasier a real thing? And she's like, because <laughs> I feel like in Frasier, the way that he's in an apartment building and you're looking out over the skyline, yeah, you kind of feel like Frasier's living in downtown Seattle. Yeah, it's yeah. Like for exactly. me, the way that that view is framed, like he's in the mix. It's like a, but it's a, it's kind of a, a focus trick because the Space Needle's not in downtown Seattle. Right. It's a couple of k's out. So to get that view, you have to be looking at the, you have to be looking at Seattle downtown from a very specific point, mm. and sort of through a very specific lens. So it's a bit of a cheat, Frazier, um, but you can get that view. But you have to go, you have to go a little bit out of town, up on a hill. And so I was like, I know it's crazy, but I'd love to go and look at like the Fraser view. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. On the date? She's like, yeah, there's a, there's, there's a park we can go to for that. And so you go to the park. So I was like, so where would, where would Fraser's apartment be? She's like, oh, well, if it was real, it would be like up on this hill in this park. And she's like, there are some nice apartments up here. And I was like, well, let's, that's what I want to see. That's the view I want to see. You go up there and the park is full of Fraser fans and all their windows are fogged up and the cars are rocking back and forth and they're working out their Niles and Daphne at Kinks. And yeah, I like it. All right, yep. let's go to Seattle. Not quite that R-rated, but um, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, you were looking at pumpkins. Oh, yeah. Before we get our pumpkins, I, guys, I hate so excited to go to back to the up. pumpkin chat, hashtag pumpkin chat, but I just want to make sure that you've got everything out of your system. So I, I certainly this have. This is it. the time of year, Eric, where you can have as much pumpkin chat as you want. I like it. Well, I was talking about the Minnesota State Fair, which is not unlike the Melbourne Royal Show, the Royal Melon Show. It's a very popular thing yeah. in my home state in America of Minnesota. And one of the, like, they've got livestock, you've got food, you've got agricultural exhibits. And one of the agricultural exhibits that I've gone to, every year as uh that i'm actually in minnesota is going into the horticulture hall and yeah. looking at the giant pumpkins there's always the contest who can grow the biggest pumpkin in minnesota and if you could guess in in the minnesota in the minnesota the biggest pumpkin grown in kilograms what do you think the heaviest pumpkin grown was oh Heaviest pumpkin in Minnesota in kilograms. In kilograms. Okay. I can work this out. How big's a regular pumpkin? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah, I would say that, yeah. I would say your average Australian oh, yeah. supermarket pumpkin is maybe a kilo five? and a half, two? Five. I don't know. No, five? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. I think of the jack-o'-lanterns we buy. Oh. I'm going to say... See, I, I'm trying to logic this out, and I realize we're talking about like crazy American farmers, <laughs> like injecting plants with steroids to grow these. <laughs> yeah, you're so not far off. the biggest uh, the, the, all time or this year? This year. Okay, in kilograms. In kilograms. This is one where I feel like whatever answer I give, I'm going to be way wrong. <laughs> um, 
I mean, I'm sitting cross-legged. So this would like if I was a, if I was a pumpkin, I feel like I wouldn't be. The, I feel like I, I'm gonna say 200. 200. 200. That's my guess. What's your guess, Sikwe? Um, I'm thinking 1200. 1200. <laughs> wow. That's like a ton. You guys have you guys have bookended it pretty well. The largest pumpkin at the 2022 Minnesota State Fair. Here we go. Was 761 <gasps> what? kilograms. What? I'm Here's, oh a, here's a picture of it. Uh, well, here's a picture Jesus of all the winners. So. Oh, no, I'm not close. Wow. I mean, they look up. like bean bags. Yeah, pumpkins definitely lose their pumpkin-y shape after a certain number of hundreds of kilograms. Um, and there's Shit. a specific one. Oh, my God. Largest adult. You also have largest Largest adult pumpkin. <laughs> They're also child-grown giant pumpkins. Oh, so hang on. So largest adult is grown by an adult. That's categories, yeah. They're not calling farm. the pumpkin. Because I was going to say, if they're calling the pumpkin an adult, then things <laughs> took a sinister turn. <laughs> no, uh, shout out to James Magnuson, who grew that in 2022. And uh, All right, well, this might seem like a silly follow-up question here, but what happens hmm. to the pumpkin? Is that pumpkin good eating, or is that like a marrow? That, that is pump- that just like, you just, <laughs> you puree that up, you spray it on your garden, you yeah. give the ashes to Poseidon? I think that path. A pumpkin is going to be an awful pumpkin. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be. Uh, it's going to be all flesh. It's going to be uh, especially dense in the middle, but also big and misshapen. Ugh. And uh, yeah, these big pumpkins are. They're grown from special seeds, and they're they're shared from year to year among pumpkin growers in the niche hobby. And they say, and I'm not joking when I say this, they say when you're growing a giant pumpkin, you can hear it growing on summer nights because it will crack and creak wow. as it gets to be honestly like a meter and a half wide. Um, and it just sucks up enormous amounts of water. So maybe that's why they haven't taken off in Australia here. Um, but perpetually in drought. Yeah, well, and so I, I love that. I uh, Going back to my earliest memories, seeing the biggest pumpkin at the Minnesota State Fair gets me excited. So I'm going to call that guy up, and I'm going to make a beer out of that giant pumpkin. You're going to call and, James uh, Magnuson up. Yeah, we'll see. Say, mate, can... can you send me some freeze-dried slices of your giant fucking like pumpkin? like to brew a beer, and uh, Kieran's going to hate it, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to know what they do. What, what, what do they actually do with those pumpkins? <laughs> Uh, let me let me dig into that. Do they just compost them? Do they just slice <laughs> it up and compost them? I presume so they curious. save the seeds for genetic seeds, growth. Yep, yep. Um, but, for genetic growth. Uh, Keep but, the bloodline yeah. of the giant fucking pumpkins. I, I think a lot of these things, these um, out of the ordinarily big or weirdly shaped things, yeah, they just get like crushed up and probably fed to pigs or something. Oh. Yeah. I did see, oh, and well, maybe I'm going to Google this. I did see a viral video. Sorry to bring it back to another viral video. Uh, maybe this is some kind of weird fetish. It was on Twitter of like a, an elephant stomping a giant pumpkin, like smush, smush, smush. Uh, I mean, if that's, if that's, if, if, <laughs> if after the contest they bring in an elephant to Even stomp better. on them, then you have my attention. You know, I'll watch the awards. Oh, I'll yeah. watch the award ceremony if afterwards I get to watch the pumpkins being savagely destroyed by a pump, uh, by an elephant. Oh, here we go. Great wow. video for the chair. It seems to be instinctual because we just saw a pile of pumpkins and an elephant just like runs up and splunk immediately. I mean, are the elephants going to then eat them or is it just a squashing exercise? I would like to know. Yeah, I want them to eat. Great podcast content as we sit here watching a YouTube video. Um, I will endeavour to put this video up on the uh, 
on the uh, Facebook page just so people can watch the elephants <laughs> squashing. It is for, oh, there yeah, we go, he's, he's eating some. Okay. He's eating some there. They must know that it's an exciting thing to crush, though, as well as food. Like, have you ever stood on a ping pong ball? <laughs> I mean, I've stepped on a ping pong ball accidentally. And they pop yeah. in an incredibly <laughs> satisfying manner. So we got the, the Royal Melbourne Show, we got the Minnesota State Fair. Is there any kind of uh, uh, Tokyo uh, or prefectural fair where the farmers bring in giant daikons or, or uh, what is the equivalent in Japan? We have square watermelon. Oh yeah. Oh, the square I watermelon. Like yep. Yeah. Yep. Is yep. there a contest for squarest watermelon or largest well. square? Okay. But like, yeah, but you still like buying supermarket, but it's really expensive, like hundred bucks or something oh, like wow. that. And How do they grow them square? Do they grow them in a frame? I think put it in a frame. Put yeah. it in a frame. Yeah. So you couldn't really have a contest for squareness. I suppose. Because the, they'd all be roughly the same. Mm, that yeah. makes sense. I do remember um, going to the, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but the, the big market in Kyoto. Mm. And walking in, and some of the, some of the, like mushrooms and stuff. Oh. And some yeah. of the big grapes. You know, they got those big grapes. <laughs> You see some, you see some fucking wild shit in a, in a Japanese market, man. I believe some it. wild stuff. I didn't see any square watermelons though. Oh. Ah, That's so funny because like, I feel like Japanese vegetable is smaller than Australian one. Like oh. potato is this size, oh, this really? size potato. Oh. And she's holding up uh, a circle in her fingers about the size of like a cherry tomato. A small potato. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's very interesting. That's... Might describe that as small potatoes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, had to be done. Had to be done. Um, yeah, I think it largely depends on. I mean, not to get too agricultural here, folks. We are certainly not an agricultural podcast, but we, you're basically talking about different breeds of, you know, um, you know, you're talking about your pumpkins. You you couldn't grow an Australian type of pumpkin to that size. Maybe it's the same in in Japan. I don't know what the. Uh, I don't know what. Oh, here we go. This bird is getting swooped by mine. Uh, this dog is getting swooped by minor birds. I was going to say, I didn't know other birds. We're just taking another break here to, to watch um, <laughs> a dog being swooped by some small birds. I've got to say, if that dog decides to, to, to eat those birds, those birds are going to get <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> it's a they, good dog. We're not talking magpies here. We're talking just like. We're just talking like little fellas, and if they're not careful, they're going to get themselves eaten. Yeah, no, Japanese potato uh, types. I don't know. I'm not an expert. <laughs> um. But, like, yeah, pear is, like, not this shape in Japan. A pear isn't pear-shaped. Like, a pear is not pear-shaped. Interesting. Yeah. What shape pear is it? circle. Circle? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That blows my mind. The shape is such but, a defining. But pears are pear-shaped. That's the whole. <laughs> oh, I guess. That's I the know. Whole. I never. I never had that pear. There are Japan. women that define their silhouette <laughs> by that shape. You telling me? You mean to tell me it's not a real thing? No, we don't have that. I uh, one thing that kind of caught my eye today. Uh, Subway is going. Seems to be going all in on their hot dog offerings here oh, in, in Australia. I have seen that. Yeah. I don't know. Would you eat a hot dog at Subway? Subway is such a little box of what I expect from them. Yeah. But I'm not going to walk in there and say, oh, the hot dog looks good. I want my sub sandwich. We were talking off air, Eric, about um, uh, the monster trucks over at Amy Park and the <laughs> crew catering that I did a few mm. years ago when I worked at Amy Park and um, them being uh, predominantly an American cast and crew. And, and one day we served them hot dogs and they were incredibly excited 
<laughs> that we were serving them, you know, tubes of disgusting minced up meat <laughs> in a bun. I would say that, that hot dogs typically are not really, they're not an Australian food. They're not really a food that Australians would seek out. So the, the idea of, as you say, you're walking into Subway and going, oh, instead of the sandwich, I'll get the hot dog. I think you're right. I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's a winner. <laughs> Just because hot dogs themselves aren't something that we would... Like, if you wanted to go to this... Uh, let, let's pretend, let's pretend, Eric, just okay. for a moment, <laughs> yes, that Subway doesn't, as it currently stands, serve a hot dog. If you wanted a hot dog, you... As a red-blooded Minnesotan man, oh yeah, we're just like you know what, fuck your kangaroo mints. <laughs> you know, I need an American meal. Yeah, I need a hot dog. Yeah, where are you getting a hot dog from? Yeah, that's where a good would question. you get? Where would you go? Whenever I get the urge, I just gotta go to Coles and cook it up on my own. Cook like, it up yourself. There's, yeah, yeah. there's, I'm sure there's joints out here that do hot dogs and I do them well. But yeah, whenever I'm looking for it. And I want it the American way. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go to Coles and just do it up right in my do house. Do it up yourself. Yeah, yeah. In a in um, what are we? Ikaway's Ico, pointing. What are we? MCZ. Pointing? We can eat hot dog in MCZ. Oh yeah, oh, you, yeah. Can, you got the footy frank. Yeah, it's a yeah. footy frank. Yeah, it's a footy deal. There used to there's a franchise in New Zealand. I don't know if it, if it ever made it to Australia. I certainly haven't seen them while I've lived here. Uh, it used to be called Wendy's, not the burger joint. Oh. So I think there was some issues with uh, branding eventually, because um, Wendy's moved to New Zealand, and then there was a whole big mm. debacle. Um, but they were an ice cream shop mm. that did hot dogs. Wow! And um, and you may you, you may find this offensive, Eric, and I do apologise. <laughs> Any of our American brothers and sisters listening to this may also find this offensive. But um, I used to get the hot dog um, with with satay sauce. And it was, oh my gosh, that's it was delicious, Mr. Worldwide. It was very tasty. Okay, Um, but I used to get that as a kid. So, like, if I was in New Zealand and I was fourteen years old, I would go to Wendy's for a hot dog. Wow! But as you as as you say, as I said, yeah, I don't know where right now I'd go for a hot dog. Well, maybe Lord of the Fries. Do they do hot? They dogs? do. That's a good point. Yeah. Lord of the Fries, but uh, yeah, I guess they'd be veggie dogs. I'd still be keen to try it. But they're but... not a hot dogs. Are just not a. Mm. They're not a go-to food. Try this on for size. Here we I, go. I'm reminded of this oh. once a baseball season because oh, the baseball announcers not unlike a cricket announcer. You're just kind of filling time. Yeah. And they'll talk about different ballpark fare that they're eating and the the Minnesota Twins announcer will refer to a hot dog as a tube steak. How do you like tube steak? Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I hate it. I hate it also. I love hot dogs, but I hate steak. every once a year when this guy says, oh, I, I, I had a tube steak, I know immediately he's talking about hot dogs. Now, is that... hate him for saying it. Is that what they call it at the <laughs> a park or is that just this one idiot no that's just his euphemism that's just uh, that's he just thinks his, it's ironic uh, his joke on yeah yeah on, uh, no i don't like it tube steak <laughs> yeah i'm immediately uncomfortable but then again and now i'm thinking about this going to subway you go to subway you get a long sandwich full of meat and toppings what is and i don't want to get into the is the hot dog a sandwich debate but uh, maybe a hot dog being a long thing of meat in a long thing of bread fits subway i i, I think you're right i think if they get <laughs> if they get a long frank mm-hmm. 
obviously they've already got the bread. Mm. So it it makes sense. Where where it where it doesn't make sense for me is simply that we just don't eat hot dogs. Nah. And who's going to be like, oh, finally I can get my hot dog fix? <laughs> and then like, if you ask for them for the hot dog, mm. what do you get on it? Because Chicago yeah. have like those Munty Very dogs. Specific things, yeah. Those Chicago dogs, where they're like, okay, so it's a hot dog. It's fifty-five percent pork, seventy-five percent beef, and then you put in a wedge of tomato, half a spare of gherkin. And you're like, hang on, you're just chucking a wedge of tomato in here? What the fuck? And then a gherkin? Like, I've got to say, I love America, but the Chicago hot dog is, is at some point because of the the story of the Chicago hot dog is that at some point someone decided that um, because it was basically a meal for poor people mm. that they needed to start adding a little bit of like just a little <laughs> bit of veggie so I they whacked a, a fucking wedge of tomato and like half a gherkin spear <laughs> and then like, oh but you can't put ketchup on it it's like yeah. mate you're putting a fucking wedge of tomato and a gherkin in here and mustard and you're telling me I can't have a little bit of ketchup and then like <laughs> celery salt and dill and just like it just oh, looks like nice. it the Chicago hot dog looks like a hot dog that a child's made up. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like yeah. yeah, and then we have a and then we have a gherkin, <laughs> and then I want a, 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 a tomato. Oh, you mean tomato ketchup? No, I want a half a tomato. tomato yeah. It's like oh okay, <laughs> and then you look at it and go, well Jesus Christ, this is like a salad, but not really because all the ingredients are still whole. Mm. Yeah. Ah. So if you go to Subway and get the sub dog, I mean, can you put pickles on it? Can you put a little mustard on it? Like, you know. Interesting. It sounds good. Sounds like we're going to Subway after this. Yeah, I want to try. (laughs) I'm actually um, actually an undercover agent for Subway. I I planted this conversation specifically (laughs) to bolster sales of the Subway. Yeah, you've definitely brought up your Sub Club card uh, in previous episodes, and I wonder what kind of rewards you get when you buy Hey, you buy 27 Sub Dogs, Eric, and you'll get the 28th for free. That much I can guarantee. I like it. All right. Well, I'll report back on that. I'll find some pumpkin beer for us. All right. Pumpkin and hot dog month. and uh... <laughs> Pumpkin. October. Also known as pumpkin and hot dog I... month. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll uh, probably wrap it up there. But, uh, yeah, we've got good things in the pipeline. Certainly. Or really bad things, depending on how the hot dogs <laughs> and the pumpkins go. But um, I think we'll, we'll wrap up that. And uh, a great episode, episode 59 of the Barabork Hour. Here in the spring sun, the afternoon sun here in Melbourne, it's uh, the days are getting longer as of tonight. Oh it's, yeah! Uh, this is just a, a, a taste of what's to come. The beautiful spring summer season's coming. Agreed. Um, but that's it for me, uh, uh, Karen Bullock, and and Aaron. And this seems like a good time as any to introduce our guest. Equally. <laughs> uh, uh, Welcome. How did you find your first we podcast? We did sort of just start talking, didn't we? I was so excited. We? Thank you for having me. To see how the magic happens. Yeah. The magic where we drink beers and talk. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Well, we'll see you uh, next month for episode 60. And, um, yeah, enjoy the long summer spring nights here in Melbourne. Bye. Bye.